When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everybody, and welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, let's get into the latest big mock draft around. And I'm talking about Todd McShay from ESPN hosting his new mock draft on Tuesday. And pretty, pretty intriguing results out of that exercise. And listen, here's why McShay's mock draft matters. The same as Mel Kuyper's mock draft matters. Probably more so than any other analyst out there in the following sense. They're hearing a lot of stuff. They've been doing this for a long, long time. And obviously, they're one of the most connected people in the media that put together these mock drafts at a league-wide level. I, for example, love what Dane Brugler does over at The Athletic and the effort that he puts into the draft guide that is called the beast. I think that he is the new face of the NFL draft coverage, to be honest with you. Daniel Jeremiah over at NFL Network has also been one of the faces of this game for a long time. But maybe this is just me, but I think that Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper in terms of, you know, connections is pretty interesting. And... I have a lot of thoughts about their mock draft. And these go beyond the actual picks. Because let's get real. Even them, like even Daniel Jeremiah, Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, you could get the three of them together on the same room and try to figure out which team is taking who with all of their sources combined. And they're probably not going to hit on 10% of the picks of the first round. Because it's hard to predict the, the the whole thing. Maybe 10% they would, may, maybe. But you know what I mean. It's tough to predict this draft year over year. So uh, even them will hit on, on very, very few. But they do get some stuff very, very down in the sense of what teams are looking for, where a player will actually go. And maybe as we get closer to the draft, You see some players mocked surprisingly low or surprisingly high. And it's exciting, but at the same time, it feels like we're always trying to figure out what is a smokescreen, what is not a smokescreen. But anyways, let's not waste any more time. Let's get into what Todd McShay, and you can check out his mock draft, by the way, over at ESPN.com. 
credit to them, obviously. Uh, Todd McShay has Michael Mayer mocked to the Dallas Cowboys with the 26th overall pick. So just going to get the question out of the way right now when I'm going to ask you, would you, from 1 to 10, how much would you like this pick? And I know best player available, so on and so forth. But just overall, how would you feel about Michael Mayer wearing the star? Is he a prospect that you would like or dislike from 1 to 10? Let me know in the chat. How would you feel about it? Michael Mayer is obviously, for many, the top tight end of this class. For many others, it's a prospect that does not cut it for them because of positional value, because of him being a tight end. Maybe they don't like the athlete. Let me know in the chat from 1 to 10, how would you feel about this one? In the meantime, while you give me your answers, Todd McShay's analysis, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read the full breakdown. The most complete tight end in the draft class and could be a plug-and-play starter as Dak Prescott's new security blanket. At 6'5 and 249 pounds, Mayer is a legit blocker who could be who could provide, excuse me, Tony Pollard with more running lanes. And while he's not much of a vertical threat, his excellent ball skills would open up the offense at the intermediate level. Meyer posted back-to-back seasons with at least 800 receiving yards and seven touchdowns, and he's a bulldozer after the catch. That is McShay's analysis on Michael Mayer. I would probably go, and I'm seeing some of your answers, and I'm pretty intrigued because they're all over the place. Jay Money, for example, goes with minus 1,000. The question was, from 1 to 10, how, how much would you like it? Clearly, Jay would not like it. Stephen White goes with a 4. Katharina goes with a 6. Toxic Tom goes with a high score. He goes with an 8. The same as Katharina, by the way, over at Facebook. I think that maybe she misspelled there the, the comment because she corrected. And she, she's going with 8. Inez Gomez says, I will say seven. Jason Chavez says that he will go with a three. I would also, I would go with a seven. Because, you know, and as I said, just with that big asterisk of saying best player available, we don't know how the board failed, et cetera, but we're going to look at the board actually in a few moments here. But I would, I would like Michael Mayer in the sense that, as, as McShay says, he's a security blanket. Here's where I land with that pick. I would feel a lot better about the offense. I know that I'm. we're excited about Jake Ferguson. He's an exciting young player that looks like he's going to be a, a special player in yards after the catch. But also, I'm not entirely sure how good of an athlete he is and how he's going to translate from a backup role to being the full-time starter. So I have questions about Jake Ferguson. And I'm not sure that I would prefer any wide receiver, like even the top ones, over Michael Mayer or some of these top-tier tight ends. Because I'm not sure if there is a top wide receiver in this year's NFL draft. I have many questions about it. And although this is a deep tight end class, you know, Mayer is an instant starter, and he's maybe has like potential for being a pro bowler early in his career. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure if there are questions about Meyer. I've seen three of his games. 
I've seen a player that can block. I don't, I'm not entirely sure how that will translate into the next level. And I think that is one of the biggest questions. But people seem to agree that this is the best blocker in, the in this year's tight end class, especially among the top guys. He can play in line, which is obviously something that Mike McCarthy will want from his starting tight end. I've seen a lot of complaints about his athleticism. There's nothing that I can complain about in that, detar in that department. Excuse me. He might not be an elite athlete, but he is at least very good, in my opinion, in that sense. And he can clearly catch the football because he's been a productive guy year over year. Uh, the thing about Meyer might be that he is not that he's a well-rounded product and you wonder if there is one thing that he is elite at because I don't think that he's an elite blocker. I don't think that he's an elite pass catcher, but he is the most complete package that you're going to get in this year's NFL draft. And in that sense, he might be the player that helps out your offense the most, especially in the passing game, without taking into consideration uh, Bijan Robinson, for example, if he's there at 26. But he might be the most complete player and the, the safest bet to improve your offense in 2023, even more so than many of the wide receivers that Cowboys Nation has been thinking about all this time. But speaking of, or, or maybe we should, no, nah, no, nah, this is a good time to, to dive into that, maybe, but I'm going to have to play around with the screens over here. There are some, some uh, big-time names that I was intrigued about Todd McShay living available. And I'm going to share the screen. I'm going to share his actual mock draft here for a moment. Because as you guys know, this is all about the best player available, right? And there are a lot of big names. Like a lot that could have interested many fans. This is the Michael Mayer pick. And just to give you some more context, I'm going to go backwards a little bit here. Try to get a, a feel as to what the board looked like. Dalton Kincaid was off the board, which to many people is the best receiving tight end, specifically. He's not a blocker. He's not a guy that you would like to play in line, but uh, Dalton Kincaid should probably be the best wide receiver. Uh, excuse me, receiver type tight end. Look at the Vikings getting hand on hooker, by the way, on this one. At 23, Quentin Johnson is off the board with the Ravens. Finally getting Lamar Jackson, a wide receiver. Kalaja Kansi here for, for the Chargers, defensive tackle. Say Flowers is off the board with the Seahawks. Who else here? But John Robinson goes to the Lions in this one. So a lot of names that, you know, we've seen linked to the Cowboys going to other teams, uh, maybe in the top 15. We have not seen many of these names linked to Dallas. Oh, yeah, Jackson is mid and Jigba goes to the Titans at number 11. So those are the guys that are not available for the Cowboys in this scenario. Martin says, it is a mock draft, fools. I don't know. I don't know who Martin is, is uh, telling this to, though. <laughs> yeah, it is a mock draft. We're having some mock draft fun here on the show. Uh Let's go to the second round, though. This is what I really wanted to get to. Some of the players that are not drafted until way later. And listen, indeed, as Martin was so nice about uh, clarifying in the chat, 
This is indeed a mock draft. This is a simulation. And not even the top experts of the league will... will <laughs> Shout out to Toxic Tom. He says, you tell him, Martin. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, not even the top guys will get these picks exactly right, but just the overall range of things. There are several names that appear to be big-time droppers on this mock draft. That's what I wanted to get to. Look at Jordan Addison going at 27th. The Cowboys in this scenario are taking a tight end over one of the top wide receivers of the class. But there is a lot of discrepancy from what I've seen at the wide receiver position. Deonta Banks still available there at 28th. He goes to the Bengals. You get Will McDonald, the edge rusher from Iowa State. By the way, a top 30 visit for the Cowboys nowadays. That was reported on today. Massa Smith goes to the Steelers, a defensive tackle in the second round. Jalen Hyatt goes uh, 33rd to the Texans. I would love that fit, by the way. Jameer Gibbs, just looking at some of these names that are very heavily linked to Dallas. You notice, look at this. This is the run of players that I was the most surprised about. Brian Brees at 38 goes to the Raiders. Osiris Torrance goes to the Panthers at uh, 39. Darnell Washington at 40th to the Saints. Uh, Drew Sanders, I don't think it's as much of a surprise here. But th this might be kind of a hit of reality. Brian Ranch going to the Jets. This might be a hit of reality that maybe... Maybe some of the players that we have had in mind throughout all of these process, maybe teams are not as high on many of these guys. And as I said, this is just one mock draft. But with, with all of this together, certainly raises an eyebrow. Look at this one. This is where we should probably stop the, the scrolling down. Steve Abela. Dropping all the way to 52nd for the Seattle Seahawks. I was not expecting that one. I was not expecting that one. But maybe, you know, a, a bucket of iced water for many of, of us that, you know, you, you get so immersed into the, the prospects that your team is interested in. But this is a reminder of how crazy things can get when the actual NFL draft starts. And we'll see how things play out April 27th. But, you know, we're already getting ready for the crazy scenarios. Since we are already here, let's go down to the Cowboys pick at 58th. Tyreek Stevenson goes to the Jaguars here, right here, by the way. Dan Quinn fit one of the top 30 visits for Dallas. Sam Laporta goes to the Lions at 55. Obviously, in this scenario, you wouldn't be looking at Sam Laporta because you already drafted Michael Meyer in the first round. But still, interesting to, to think about the range there. Josh Downs, another top 30 visit for Dallas, going at 57th with the Giants. And then finally, 58th and 30 visit, Trenton Simpson, inside linebacker for the Clemson Tigers, adding some depth to... To the, to the linebacker position. Of course, former safety. You guys know all of that. Trenton Simpson would be a nice athlete for 
Dan Quinn's defense, and he could be this versatile player that Dan Quinn loves to use on the field. And I'm sure that we would see him doing just a little bit of everything, even matching up against some tight ends or, or inside receivers. I wouldn't be surprised at that. Kind of play that apex defender type role for the Cowboys. So let's see what you guys have to say about all of this. Uh, do you agree or disagree? Now, actually, let me rephrase that question, though. Here's a question for you. Is it something or nothing that there are several monk drafts linking a tight end to the Cowboys with a 26th overall pick? Is it something or nothing? Let me know in the chat. And while you do that, and before I give you my answer, let me talk to you about our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Because as always, they make this show possible. They're bringing you the ride of the week. You can check out their car dealership over at Irving, Texas. You can also visit their website over at FreemanMazda.net. And in there, you can browse their wide range of new and used vehicles, as well as the pictures of every car, features of each of these vehicles. And speaking of, it is time, as we do around every single night here on Prime Time, to get into the ride of the week. Because in this case, it is a 2023 Mazda CX-5 2.5S premium all-wheel drive that we need to talk about. It starts at $33,675. It's got all-wheel drive, Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto, a Wi-Fi hotspot that is everything that you need, adaptive cruise control, parking sensors and assist, a sunroof, and a miles per gallon capacity of 24 in the city. That goes up to 30. When you are in the highway, you will be able to go farther on every tank. So don't miss out on this incredible ride. Check it out over at FreemanMazda.net. Check out their wide range of new and used vehicles over there as well. Let's see what you guys have to say here, though, about tight ends. So I think it's kind of interesting. I think it's kind of interesting that, you know, McShay and Kuyper have insisted on tight ends on their mock drafts throughout this whole process. Remember when they both had Kincaid to the Cowboys? Now it's it's Meyer, so I would lean something. I would lean something in the sense that it's not a guarantee, obviously, because nothing is that in, in the NFL draft. But if I had to bet like five dollars, Mo, where would you bet them? What the pick is what is the pick gonna be? I would probably lean tight end. I would probably lean tight end. Uh Sam goes with draft Michael Meyer, by the way. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, Katharina says something. Gregory goes with nothing. Toxic Tom goes with nothing. Uh, Toxic Tom also says, was anyone, anyone talking about Tyler Smith to Dallas this time last year? No, but also, I'm not talking about it being Michael Mayer, yes or yes. We know how hard it is to predict the mock draft, and that's why I actually started with that. I led off with that at the beginning of the show. Listen, you can get all of these experts, all of these insiders together in the same room. They're not going to hit on all of these picks, obviously. But just like the overall direction of things, kind of intriguing to me. I'm not saying that it is a lock to happen or anything like that, but I would lean that it is something. 
some of these people might be hearing that, hey, the Cowboys do want a tight end. Gregory says, Mo, <laughs> we have a, a primetime lore question here. Gregory says, Mo, how can you have a right of the week that is different every night of the week if it is a right of the week? How does that work? <laughs> That's a very good question. But, <laughs> and, and there is, the correct answer is not that I am loaded and I have a fleet of rights, as Toxic Tom suggests on YouTube. No, it is the same throughout the entire week. We did the same ride from Sunday through Thursday. And then every Sunday, we update the ride of the week. <laughs> uh, something for Inez, by the way. Bruce goes with, I do like a good tight end. I like that scenario as well. I mean... Obviously, it will be all about it will be all about the the best player available as, as we so often say. But here's why I like a good tight end. And I already said this, but I'm gonna double down on it. I would feel so much better about the state of the offense. I know that the Cowboys already have CD Lamb, Brandon Cooks, and even Michael Gallup as a number three sounds a little bit more enticing that Michael Gallup, the number two. But then, I'm not sure if I would feel great about, you know, adding Jalen Hyatt or some of these late first-round wide receivers and that we expect to see in that range. They might have way more upside, maybe, yes. But also, I kind of know that Meyer is going to play at a very decent level, right? Like he's one of the safest bets out there. And you're not going to ask him to be a guy that runs 20 yards down the field and win a one-on-one battle against a safety while the linebacker is also climbing up the field or something like that. You're likely just going to ask him to do the same things that Dalton Schultz did. And that, I know, doesn't sound very attractive for many people, but I hate to break it to you, Dalton Schultz was one of the most productive tight ends over the last couple of years. He might not be Travis Kelsey, but I don't think that the Cowboys are looking for a Travis Kelsey. They might just be looking for a guy that can block, can catch, and can attack the intermediate zones, the middle of the field, and can provide a best buddy for Dak Prescott. So, you know, could work. Oh, man, YouTube, the YouTube chat has taken a, a life of its own right now. Speculating about what I drive and how I drive. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. You're awesome. I wouldn't mind a tight end in the first round, just from an overall broad point of view, without getting into the details of who's in there, who's not in there. But I wouldn't mind that. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that... Not that, that, not yet, not yet. I was going to say that that will be it for me tonight, but no, sir. We still have the one cool thing of the week. For those of you who are new to the show, we do this segment every single Tuesday night here in ADC Sports Dallas primetime. And we're going to get into this. It is our feel-good segment of every week. And in here, everybody sh shares... Something personal, professional, 
sports related, non-sports related, whatever you want it to be. What is your one cool thing of the week? Let me know in the chat. And while you do that, let me give you mine right away. My one cool thing of the week is that at least in Mexico, it is vacation week, right? It is an Easter related vacation. So a lot of people get off work, get off school. And that means a lot of my former, not, not former friends, <laughs> former college friends or high school friends are in town. Some people that do not live here anymore. And I'm excited about seeing most of them, you know, maybe grab some lunch here and there, go out on Friday. That is my one cool thing of the week. It is always nice to see some uh, old, old days friends, right? Uh, I, I know that I'm not that old. I know that I don't look that old. <laughs> But, you know, I, I'm officially at the age in which I am excited about watching uh, or seeing some of my friends in vacation because they're, I, I don't usually see them. Let's see here. Toxic Tom says, Mo, I will be at Camden Yards on Thursday when the pinstripes come to town. Go Yankees. Toxic Tom said that. That's what the comment says. I'm not making this up. Toxic Tom is in there to root for the pinstripes. Let's go. All kidding aside, that is a pretty cool thing. Gilbert says, my grandson Magic Man and his teammates from Bushland, Texas played Tulia and he hit a grand slam and they won 26 to nothing. Is that like the knockout? Is that like the mercy rule? Is that where it kicks in? Because man, that is a violent scoreboard. 26 to nothing. Oh man. Katharina says, spring break for my grandkids and I get to spend time with them. Shout out to Katharina. That sounds awesome. That definitely sounds like a one cool thing. <laughs> I love this. Chris Graham, his, his one cool thing is just like, you know, 40-yard dash times. I'm here for it. Trent Sinsome, 4-4-3. Addison, 4-4-9. And Porter Jr., 4-47. Two defenders in and a wide receiver. <laughs> Gilbert says, district play, you play five innings no matter what the score is. Well, there you go. Five innings of 26 runs to no runs. Ooh. Gregory says, Mo, my Yankees will be beating the Dodgers pretty soon. I agree. I agree. This is also what the comment says. I'm not making it up. Gregory is right here. You can see it on the screen. He says, Mo, my Yankees will be beating the Dodgers soon there you go that will be it for me tonight here on the show thanks so much for tuning in we are live every sunday through thursday night and i appreciate you stopping by do me a favor though before we get out of here hit the like button for me share the stream if you're watching on facebook or youtube let your friends know about adc sports dallas prime time and i will see you el día de mañana muchísimas gracias Adiós.